0: This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. Michael Gelb, professor of chemistry and biochemistry at the University of Washington, developed a newborn screening procedure years ago for a class of diseases called lysosomal storage diseases in which an enzyme in the lysosome is deficient. He hadn't developed a screen for one of those conditions called metachromatic leukodystrophy, also known as MLD.
1: So metachromatic leukodystrophy, or MLD, is a devastating neurological disease It's rare in newborns. It's a genetic disease. And kids usually lose the ability to walk and talk in the first year or two of life, and it's usually, um, unfortunately, fatal without treatment.
0: The first reason that Dr. Gelb hadn't yet turned his attention to MLD is because there wasn't an effective treatment for the disease. But that's changing. There are several promising approaches for the treatment of MLD, including enzyme replacement therapy, hematopoietic stem cell transplants, gene therapy by transplantation of genetically modified hematopoietic stem cells, and gene therapy directly to the central nervous system. A research group in Italy is working on gene therapy for MLD, and Dr. Gelb says clinical trials to date are encouraging.
1: The key is that they've shown that the treatment only works if it's done in the pre-symptomatic phase. And so just as important as the treatment is the newborn screening to catch the babies early.
0: And so it was the right time to try to develop a newborn screening test for MLD.
1: When you're missing this enzyme in MLD, uh, a lipid called sulfatide accumulates because sulfatide is the Substrate for the enzyme that breaks it down that's deficient. The hallmark diagnosis for MLD would be accumulated sulfatide lipid in urine. But urine is a non starter for newborn screening because the only thing we have available is um, dried blood spots. So, five years ago, we looked at the sulfatide levels. In dried blood spots, and they were slightly elevated.
0: But he worried, not enough to make a clear diagnosis. The next idea was to measure the enzymatic activity in dried blood spots, but the concern was that it would create too many false positives.
1: So we decided we would go with the sulfatides in blood, and nobody had done that before.
0: In the new study published in the journal Genetics and Medicine, they first screened the blood spots from 30,000 de identified newborns born in the state of Washington using mass spectrometry.
1: When we did that on about 30,000 babies, We had about 130 that had sulfatide above our cutoff, and that's a lot of babies. Certainly, they don't all have MLD.
0: So then they took those 130 and developed a method to measure the enzyme activity in the dried blood spot.
1: Nobody knew how to measure the enzyme activity in dried blood spots. That turns out to be a challenge because the enzyme is, it's inhibited by components of blood. We figured out a way to do that, which is not the topic of this paper. That was done in an earlier paper. So we figured out how to measure the enzyme in blood spots.
0: Using that enzyme test on the 130 newborns identified through the sulfatide test, the team whittled the group down to just two, one with 8% normal enzymatic activity and one with zero.
1: Then we went to the third tier technique, which is to sequence the DNA. And, um, in the 8% activity baby, we found that it's a likely carrier. And in the 0% activity, it's a clear case of MLD. The, the, the genetics uh, confirm that. So we ended up testing this, you know, on these 30,000 babies, and it worked really, really well. Uh, and that's the topic of this paper. So it works better than just about anything else we screen for. The, the number of false positives is, is, you could say, 0 to 1 out of 30,000. And that is a remarkable Newborn screening test, I would say.
0: This order, with the sulfatide first and enzyme activity second, was a more efficient way to do the screening because, says Dr. Gelb, the enzyme test is harder to do and so it makes sense to do so on a smaller number of samples after first whittling them down. There are still a number of steps before the screen could become part of the Federal Recommended Uniform Screening Panel, or RUSP. First, the gene therapy is not yet approved in the U.S., though Dr. Gelb and other researchers believe that may happen in the near future. Second, they need to conduct a prospective, unblinded pilot study on newborns, and to enroll enough newborns to find the small number of those with MLD. He's partnering with researchers in New York City and involving several New York hospitals.
1: So, in that sense, we're not quite there yet on the newborn screening technology. We have to demonstrate that it works prospectively. But I have no doubt it'll work. You see the data that we published in this paper. Uh, we did 30,000, and we found at most one false positive, and the one patient that we found, even though. It, he or she was de-identified. The genotype is a clear case of MLD. We we can say with 100% confidence and clinicians would agree that this baby will develop MLD. We don't need to see the patient. So we have proven in this research study that's published in this paper that the technology works beyond all reasonable doubt in my mind.
0: Dr. Gelb says he counts this paper among the most important of his accomplishments.
1: I think it's a very important piece of work because not only have we established beyond all reasonable doubt that we know how to screen for MLD, this is a a, a horrible disease and for which a good treatment is within our reach. And it's gonna be an extremely high priority uh, disease for addition to the RUSP. And for all of those reasons, I think this paper that I published in Genetics and Medicine on MLD is probably one of the most important papers I've ever published in my career. And I I really feel good about it. So uh, it's a very exciting paper.
0: Genetics in Medicine is the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.